You're gonna be a star, kid. You're listening to... In Between Stages. Stages with Cassius Nelson and Jennifer Brooke. Hello and welcome back to In Between Stages, the podcast with Cassius Nelson and Jennifer Brooke. Hello, Hello everybody. Jen. How are you? Good. I'm really good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. It's been a good week. It has been. Since we dropped our first ever podcast. Yes, and thank you lot so much for one, listening to it. Oh, yes. And two, being so positive and like supporting us. Yeah, it's been really nice to hear that this is something that people felt like they needed, felt like they wanted to join in the conversation, and we've got so many messages. Yeah, reviews. Thank you yeah. people who've left the reviews already. And keep on telling us, because we've had a lot of people kind of message us privately and direct message us like worst audition stories. Yes, and, which is helpful. Which is so good, you need to keep telling us these, because the best ones will be put on the podcast. Um, and telling us about how it feels for them to listen to us and so thank you because yeah. it means so much i feel like we were quite um energetic in the first episode we were quite oh, stuffy barking listen this dog loves to act up at the wrong moments he's trying to steal the spotlight off the, off he the really podcast. is he really is um yeah no we were very energetic um that was the gin that was the gin i'm not gonna drink gin anymore whilst recording podcasts because you can't hear me i go and i shout and there was like a decent amount of swearing as well which i think we will tone down we will definitely tone that down but i think i wasn't proud of myself we were just a bit excited and and we had yasmin and we had (laughs) yas and we had gin so it just kind of yeah i do actually apologize for the swearing we are on the tea today yeah, yeah, we're on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're on the decaf coffee uh, and coffee. Am I on decaf? No, you're not on decaf. Oh, thank God for that. I don't know. Thank decaf God. still makes me need a poo just as much as normal coffee. <laughs> Lovely, thank you. For I that. did not actually mean to include that. With it. I didn't cut that bit out. Should we go on to find out about our weeks? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your week, girl. Mm-hmm. So, this is the section where we find out how our personal lives have been and how our professional lives have been, because it's good to separate the two mm-hmm. and not be so stuck on just professional. What are you doing? <laughs> My little song. <laughs> Mean song. Uh, Cass. Yes? Do you want to go first? No. <laughs> Jen, I, I said, can you go first? And oh, you were I, like, I, yeah, I, yeah, and then you went to <laughs> Cassius. <laughs> you meant to ask the question. <laughs> Why would I ask not to go first? <laughs> I didn't know. Jen, how was your professional week? Oh, my professional week. Okay, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to be brutally honest. Yeah, oh. oh. Ugh, I feel stuck. Okay, okay. This is, this is how I feel at the moment. I feel just a bit stuck in the rut where you just... I feel like nothing's moving forward. I feel like... I'm out of control. I hate feeling out of control. Yeah. I literally sat with my laptop the other day and I was like, right, I'm going to do some work on, like, I'm going to be an actor work. Like, I'm going to do actor work. What's actor work? Like, that's what I asked myself. I was like, okay, let me look up, like, what plays are, like, going to be put on nearer to the end of the year so I can write to cast and directors. Oh, damn. Like, let me do all this. But, like, I couldn't, 
I can't find this information. I swear it used to be so much easier and maybe they've like stopped it being as easy or maybe I've stopped knowing where to look. Mm. But like, I just feel like I hate relying on my agents for everything. My agents are sick. I love them. Mm. They're great. And I've got a great relationship with them. But I also am realistic that they've got so many other clients and the way that I can nurture myself isn't the same that your agent can nurture you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, if I, I, they're not going to write to individual cast and directors. Well, they will for like for parts for me, of course they do. But like, what I mean is like introducing myself and stuff. And then you think, oh, but do casting directors find that annoying? If I'm like, hey, it's me, <laughs> and I've got nothing to show of it. And then I'm like, oh, but I've got nothing. Like, what? I just feel like there. I I just don't know what to do. I feel like I'm in like quicksand. Ooh. that is do you know what I thought of a term actually the other day I was like in bed and I was like how do I feel and then I was like this is what I'm feeling I'm having an out of career experience like an out of body experience I feel like an insider mm-hmm. I know an outsider looking in on my career and I'm like I used to be in control of this yeah why isn't it moving why isn't it moving but like I can't wait for somebody to call me in to make it moving I can't wait for some audition to get it moving like what am I doing to get it moving and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Mm. So why am I not doing anything? So I've decided that I need to, need to, need to book a voice class. That's my like my little step. So I was like, right, okay, let's not try and like be like, I need to just get working again. Because that's like, how do you make that happen? That just happens. Yeah. I was like, let me give myself baby steps. Like, let me write some steps for each week. That's my one thing I've got to do. So I've decided I need to get a voice class because it's been, oh my God, it's been like, Four years uh, since I left drama school. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. And like, yes, I warm up my voice in terms of like articulation and stuff like that. Mm. But I've not had a proper like, oh, let me get back into my breathing. Like, let me get back mm. into like supporting my voice. And I do think I need to like rethink as an actor again. I need to get back into actor thinking uh, rather than business thinking. Yeah. But I feel like that's so much easier when you're doing... Like if you had a theatre job, because you're yes. always having to warm up your voice. It's just, theatre and film or TV are just very different. And the way you prepare so for them is so different. That maybe it's also because you haven't done theatre in a long time. Whereas if you'd done theatre, you might not feel the need. But I did it, the, the last job much. I did was theatre. But like, yeah. the weirdest thing is, is I felt like when I was on that job, I felt like, I started to read, like, it was like a muscle memory. So it's like when you ride a bike, you start to yeah. get back into it. But, oh, God, the first day I was like, everyone else started warming up. And I was like, mm. not to do. <laughs> do some spinal rolls. <laughs> just... And I'd hate that. Like, I, so I, I just, I don't know. I feel stuck. Okay. God, how depressing. No, but I just no, want to be honest not, about it. It's not depressing. It's honest. And that's, you know, like, more maybe 90% of the time, that's how we feel. Unless yeah. we're working. Exactly, and I feel like when it's new and when you're first in this business, it's so much easier to be like active because mm. I don't know what it is. I feel like when I left drama school, I was like, "Yeah, cool, I'm gonna write to everybody and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that." And I think because it's like a new thing, you're like so consumed with it and stuff. And then life happens, and like acting is always gonna be the priority in my life, no matter what. Yeah, it's always gonna be top of the list. But there are different factors of you've got to pay your bills now. You've got, like... So it's not as easy to be, like, every minute of my day is going to be consumed by this. And then the less every minute is consumed by that, it's harder to go, right, okay, what are my tasks to do? Mm. 
So yeah, I just need to get back into it. So guys, suggestions, please, would yeah, be great. Yeah, help us out. Okay, that was very insightful. How has your personal week been? Well, that, that's more positive. Okay, this yeah, is good. This is, so this is nice, because I feel like I've realised that I have maybe... Well, at the start of the year, I feel like I didn't see much of my friends, mm. to be honest. Like, I saw them, but, like, not, like, quality time with them. And, like, in the past week, I have just caught up with so many people, just mm. naturally. Like, and it's just been so nice. Like, and, like, getting back to, like, seeing, like, old friends that aren't old friends. They're friends, but they just feel like old friends because you haven't seen them in so long. And it just being, like, old times. Yeah. And it's just, oh. It's like a really like energized, and I think that maybe is where that's coming from, where I feel stuck because it's all friends, mostly friends from drama school. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. But then I, it's interesting because then I leave and I feel more like positive. But I, maybe I leave going, oh, I want to do something more, and then I'm like, I don't know what to do. Maybe yeah, it's that. But then also, I guess if you're meeting up with them and then they're maybe feeling a similar thing, or something, then you've got something to relate to, so you don't feel so yeah, yeah, alone. definitely, definitely. But I always feel like. It's, it's very hard for your professional and personal to kind of be both great at the same time. It's always mm. like when your professional's great, all your time's on that, so you haven't got as much time for your personal. Mm-hmm. And then when your professional kind of life is not as active as you would want it to be, you then have more time freed up to make your... So I feel like it's hard for them both to be great at the same time. So true. And that's one of the best things that actually my agent said to me once. It was straight after Hollyoaks, and I'd just come out of that, and it'd been like a month so like nothing mm. <laughs> in the grand scheme yeah, but I'm yeah. like I was out of drama school went to Hollywood and then I had a month and I was like I'm, I'm not working I'm not working and I was calling them a lot like what can I be doing I need to do something and he literally turned around to me one like I've got two agents one of them turned around to me and was like go to the pub and see your mates mm. like because you don't know the next time you're going to be busy and when you're busy again you're not going to have as much time like enjoy the time you've got because it's not going to be your time forever. And I feel like that's a good mindset to get yourself into. Even yeah. if it is like a long period of time, it's like, okay, well, you haven't worked in like six months. So it feels like a lot to be like, I'm just going to enjoy six months with my friends. Right. But you could be working, like, well, hopefully you're working for the next year consistently. And you're not going to get a chance to see them. No. Because like, think about like Hollyoaks and think about how full on that schedule is. Yeah. How many tense. times, how much did you have for like? I hardly even ever went home. This is a thing. And the times you did go home, you just wanted to relax. But then you know you've only got a day because you've then got to get the train back yeah. up the next, or on the Sunday to be ready for work on the Monday. It's a tricky one. Anyway, how's your <laughs> how's your personal life? Let's go start with your personal. How's your personal? Personal life? This is why I didn't want to go first because I was like, I don't actually know. Like, <laughs> things are just very... not Constant's not the word, but I'm doing this hand gesture. I don't know what it means. Like, like stable? Yeah. Like nothing's really changing like nothing exciting but nothing bad so it's nice it's very just in the middle which is cool I can do that um yeah it's kind of like that and I'm just enjoying my alone time as well as time with meeting up with friends and being creative and like using the time that I'm not working as a space to okay this is the only time I'm gonna have to create or to write um a bit of text or script or a bit of something to perform at an open mic, like, it's given me a chance to Are you going to start open mics again? Yeah, maybe, I yeah. I think you should. You haven't done one in a while. I haven't. I don't know why I haven't, because I really enjoy it. Um, I don't know, I've been writing stuff, but just nothing I've felt compelled to share yet. 
So do you feel that like you've got to feel compelled to then go book an open mic or do you feel like it's the opposite, you've got to book an open mic and then... Mm, I think I've maybe used the wrong word by saying compelled. I just, I have to feel like it's good enough and I have to, um, the way I, I feel like it's good enough is if I feel excited about about writing it. Okay, yeah. Usually the most recent thing I've written is like my favourite because it's new. Yeah. But that hasn't really happened with anything that I've been writing lately. So... I have to feel really excited to want to share it. But maybe because you're looking too much for that feeling. I'm not, but I think if I'd booked an open mic, I would be looking for that feeling, which would... Right, okay, yeah. I realise that... what about sharing your older stuff? Because they're good. I don't know why I don't do that either. I've got so much old stuff that either has only been shared once or has never been shared, but I'm like, oh, it's old, I can't. Put on my text. Yeah, I can't. Should I just book it? (laughs) (laughs) Just read mine, yeah. (laughs) She's fantastic. (laughs) No, you should book one. I'm going to make that, I'm going to challenge you for the next podcast we've booked an open mic. That's next week. Yeah. Book one. Okay, we'll see. Watch this space. How's your professional? Professional is good. Um, I'm enjoying the auditions and all of that stuff. I'm just, similar to what you said, I'm just kind of, I'm ready to just do something now, Mm. and I'm ready, there's so many times I've had jobs, and I've still been really fearful, and still been, had a lot of self-doubt, and I'm just ready to just allow myself to be a really good actor now, like, I'm just ready to allow myself to be great, like Yaz was saying last week, you've got to give yourself that chance to succeed, and give give yourself the chance to walk into a room, and just enjoy it, and go for it without feeling like oh, I'm not good enough or oh, I don't know if I quite get this or just like um, apologising for do you know what I mean there. I'm just yeah. bored of excusing myself or bored of not allowing myself to be my best and I'm mm. just ready now hungry I'm hungry I'm ready to just smash it and like I, yeah do you know what I think it, it is I think I am I still am certain that this is the year for uh, for a lot of people. Mm. I just had an overwhelming feeling of 2019 that I'm going to be watching a lot of my mates and stuff. Mm. I and I still have that feeling. But it's interesting. I'm I I'm quite spiritual and so I read all my she is, she is. my little uh bird eye open and all that isn't she? And uh, apparently it's being tested the first year is a test and then the the back the like the second half of the year is when it kicks off. And I do well, feel like sense. that's it. Because and I feel like we're going to be rewarded for this. Well, this is the thing, because I was like, oh no, I feel it in my bones. Like, this yes, year yeah. is the year. I know people say that every year. Yeah, every year. But <laughs> yeah. then, yeah. Gap, yeah. <laughs> Gap, yeah. Um, but there's, there was, they felt like there was a different energy mm. going into this year. And then we came into this year and I was like, yo, bro, where? Yeah, ready, 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 ready. Where is it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I think I just need to stick with it a bit. Still... Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I have faith it'll be fine. Yeah, and we'll enjoy the first half of the year. Just see your mates, because the next half of the year, we're going to be busy as hell. Hello, thank you very much. Um, We're going to meet our guests now. Let's do it. But before we meet our guests, we yes. have a confession <laughs> to make. Uh, when we did this interview with our amazing guest, yes. who is brilliant, you're seen here, um, we got a bit cocky. We were like, yeah, this this podcast thing, yeah, great. We'll, we'll film it in the kitchen, why not? Mm. <sighs> My kitchen, you, you, we've got creaky chairs, mm-hmm, we have got fridge, Sorry, we just got the sounds of a kitchen, so we yeah. will never film in a kitchen again, but never. if it sounds a bit weird, that is why, and we were ashamed. Yeah, we just want to apologise in advance, we wanted to do a professional setup with like a table and chairs, and we just need to go back to being on the sofa and chairs. Yeah, the sofa's so much easier, and it sounds so much better. And we learn like, things are going to happen, and things are going to change, and the only way we can learn how to make 
each episode better is by making mistakes and and by having you guys like chat to us for real call us up on things that you think are actually the <laughs> call us up give Hello. me a number <laughs> no but like do you know what I mean? like pick us up no call us up like call me out yes is what i'm saying call me out our day no don't <laughs> no. but i feel like if there's things that we're doing that you're like oh guys like last ep you were laughing really really loud and it was a bit i'm like okay you know what maybe we just need to position the mic further away yes but also like let us know the things that you enjoy and the things that you like because then we can make sure that we keep doing them um and send us in stories and questions and that because yeah. like you said Jen it's about building a community and there's like no barriers between us and you lot listening we just want to blend 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 hippie blend time for our guest topic this week is do your skills define your career yeah and we have got a very special guest in today making his tv debut at just the age of 14 in midsummer murders our guest has gone on to have a great career working on the film boy a alongside andrew garfield Hollyoaks as my lovable fiance Nathan Nightingale and Doctor Who's Christmas episode. Not just on the TV, he has worked at the National Theatre, Old Vic, Young Vic, and played Lysander in Midsummer's Night Dream. Coming from a dance background, he started his own dance company in 2008, Protocol, which went on to produce amazing work in the almost 10 years it ran. So it should be no surprise he has not only worked with Frantic Assembly once but three times, and has just finished up touring with them on Anna Jordan's The Unreturning, which we were lucky enough to see, and he was sensational. He was. We are lucky to have him to come talk to us today. Please say a big hello to Jared Garfield. Oy, 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 oy. Wow, that was, that was quite an introduction. Did you like Welcome. it? I loved it, yeah. Did it make you feel good? Yeah, it made me feel good. It reminded me of a few things. What? A few things that I've done, you know? What, that you forgot? Yeah, little, little, little things. Just had such you just a big slip out of them, Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> just done so many things, you know what I mean? No, I'm joking. But um, that was lovely. Thank you very much indeed. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. How was the tour? You just come back. Yeah, I'm on a, a sort of um, four day four day break, which feels like a. Oh, it's just amazing. It's a very physical show. Quite, you've seen it, you know. Yeah. Mm. It's quite a tough show. So, and but tell people that haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, well, missed out. It's called The Unreturning. It's about three soldiers or three victims of of war returning home um experience bringing home these kind of um you know these experiences they're all sort of uh, broken men and i play a character in 1918 returning back from the western front and he's uh he's bringing back with him um you know post-traumatic stress war strain shell shock as it was understood then and he's trying to navigate himself at home Mm. feeling completely changed and you know it's pretty deep stuff and then and it's there's three different time periods so I'm playing the character in the first world war we got Joe who plays Frankie in um a more modern day setting he's coming back from Afghanistan and then Nat played by Johnny is coming back from the, in a sort of dystopian future mm-hmm. as a refugee but you all play different parts, so we different, well. different parts different parts yeah oh god yeah we all play each other we play sort of supporting characters in each other's storylines so we all jump in and out of different characters throughout there's only four actors playing i think 25 25 characters That's in the in the in the show so it's yeah obviously for, from an acting perspective this is fun it's mm-hmm. just fun you get to play different so many different kind of characters 
in a very short amount of time. So it's it's just it's just good fun, man. Yeah. Is it as emotionally draining as it is physically? Yeah, yeah, both. It's just both. Do you it's know what I mean? Like it takes a lot out of you. But um, but it's what we it's what we want to be doing. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> we get exhausted, and it's a tough it's a tough tough gig. Particularly like so we've been on the road now. And they, they've thrown in a few extra matinees because they've sold so well, you know, wow. which is obviously amazing. Frantic Assembly have a big sort of following, you know, particularly among the younger, the yeah. younger audiences. So we've been selling really, really well. So they've added a, a matinee both in the in the two last venues we were in, so both in Leicester and Chichester. And that extra matinee each week just, mm. it takes a bit much bigger toll because that extra day rest is, you know, you, it's important, you know, to get that distance from from it all just to have a day to just mm. rest your head but you know i can't complain they like, won't it's, let you it's great and it's good, <laughs> it's, good it, it, you get in front of more audiences the better you know that's what that's what it's all about so no it's not but i'm enjoying my four days i've done nothing this is my third of the fourth day and, and we made i just you don't work. think I just, yeah this is this is this is to fine. To this South is London. fine. This is all right. Yeah, to be fair, you got me trekking across the, the capital, man. What is this? Honestly, <laughs> South is London this? is so inconvenient. South London is lovely. It's so nice and cool. Forget South London. Man. But it's because you're used Cassie's to living. I know you're yeah. used to living like <laughs> further away. Yeah, but I used to live like Enfield way. This is a nice break. This is like greenery, commons. Love it. If I have to wait, we have parts in North London. You Do know. you know what I mean? If I have to wait yeah, longer like than four parts. minutes, no, the heath. <laughs> The oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Get with it, Jane. Come on. Anyway. Um, but yeah, man. All good. So how did you get into this project with Frantic Sim? Was it through working with them before? Or was it... Yeah, it was. It was. So I'm a product of their Ignition program, mm -hmm. which is... Which, well, will be 2019. So it's going into its 11 year, 11th year. Um, and I did that in 2009. So I was, what, 18? Um, yeah, I was 18. Was that before drama school? Yeah, it was before drama school. Nice. So I, got, I finished my A-levels and I, was, I, I took a year out, um, not by choice, but just because I didn't get into any other drama schools I auditioned oh, same, for. same, man. You know how it is. Yeah, it is. So, um, so I, uh, I had a, a year free and, um, and yeah, this, this opportunity came along. So I did it and um, Frantic Assembly, to celebrate their 10th year of doing this scheme, which has grown and grown and grown since it started, wanted to make a show with just... Ignition oh, so graduates in the oh. show. So all the guys in the show, the four of us, yeah. are all graduates of the Ignition scheme. And did you know each other from before? So I knew Johnny and Joe, because they were both in the same year as me, oh my in 2009. God. So that was mad. Yeah, completely mad. And Keaton, who played um, who played uh, Finn and some of the other roles as well, of course, he, he did it in 2016. Right. So he's he's younger than us. But uh, yeah, no, we, we, we did it in 2009. So it was, I mean, Frantic Assembly are... I mean, they're, they're the biggest physical theatre company in the country and they're known yeah. for their great shows, mm. but th their outreach programmes, the way they engage with schools and communities all around the country, it's it's quite extraordinary, really. And I think they're, they're loyal. An example to, huh? They're loyal to, like, the people that come to their programmes. Well, yeah, sounds. exactly. I mean, look, don't give it, like, the Ignition programme was initially, you know, from Frantic's perspective, a pretty selfish endeavour. They just wanted to get young men into physical theatre because right. in all of their shows... Well, not the shows that they were auditioning for and trying to sort of get going. They found that they actually struggled to get young men, find young male actors who could move the way that they wanted to. Mm. The female actors were far more comfortable with that yeah. style of movement. They were, they were fierce. They were killing their auditions. It was not a problem. Whereas with the, the male performers, I think it was a bit more tricky. Uh, they found it a bit more difficult, to, particularly with the younger male performers, to, to sort of just sit into that way of working. So the scheme was initially yeah, designed to try and get that 
just to get a pool of male performers who knew how Frantic worked yeah. and were able to do all that kind of stuff. I was one of them in 2009. 12 guys, well. yeah. I remember Frantic Assemblies coming to my, my uh, college and working with us like in a... They did little work... Like the, the school reach-out programs, they did like a little workshop. And I loved it. Like it was so much fun because we were doing lifts and everything and yeah. it wasn't... My God. But it's because it's not that difficult because no. of the way that they do it, and it's not. It's technique. It's technique. Yeah, it's it is. Technique. And it's, it's not technique. like it doesn't Lift really matter. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter like if the, if you're not exactly the same weight as the person because it's the way it that you do the lift that it's like almost like a balance of each other's. I don't know how to explain yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I found it so much fun, and every show that I've seen, Frantic Simply, I love it. Mm. How weird as well that like you didn't get into drama school, but then you you went and did a program that literally has like kind of defined your career because you worked so much with them do you know well, what I yeah, mean like, yeah for sure that's just one of those things where it's like fate that you're not meant to get in that was the path you needed to do that workshop well that's it 100 percent. so in terms of physical theatre and dance that came before when did you start doing it because I don't know this about you when did you start dancing start dancing um well I don't know I was always I always enjoyed it it was one of those things that you know I, I was like a what you would call a bedroom dancer, and I just danced in my room after school. Oh my God, I love a bedroom dancer. Yeah, bedroom what dancer. What did you dance to? Oh, it was always Michael Brittany. Jackson. No, it was always Michael Jackson. It was always Michael Jackson. No, I didn't have a mirror, a mirror in my in my room. I got that much later on actually, because I realised the importance of having a mirror if you're going to make choreography. So that did yeah. come later on. Yeah. At the time, I didn't have a mirror, which is probably a good thing. Otherwise, I may have been um, discouraged to continue. <laughs> but um, but uh, no, I. So, I, you know what, it's really, it was a really definitive moment. My dad got me um, a Michael Jackson DVD. I don't even know why he got it for me, because I wasn't exactly, I don't think I was particularly into Michael Jackson at the time, or anything like that. I was very, I was very young. And he got me this Michael Jackson DVD, it's called like The History of, oh, I can't remember the title right now, but basically it's a, it's a collection of his performances and mm. some of his videos, a very particular, you know, specific collection. And I remember watching it. And rewatching it, and rewatching it, and rewatching oh, it, and rewatching it, and rewatching it, and there was, and there was a particular performance. I think it was in 1995, his MTV performance where he did Dangerous, and they all had the the red gloves. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the blood on their hands, and um, and he started with a, like a collection of, you know, sort of. He'd go from like Billie Jean to beat it to this to that and the other, and then he finished with Dangerous, and it was just unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, and then I would just dance and dance and dance in my room. Uh, and it, was, it wasn't until I met other people who did it as well, who were into dance, that I sort of probably got into it. I suppose that was around the time I was 14 through the, the Anna Scher Theatre School, where I, met, oh, okay. where I met a load of other people who, who were into dance. And it kind of just went from there, really, yeah. And is that how you got into the theatre company, by being like, I want to perform? What theatre company? What, Frantic? No, the Anna, Anna Oh, Scher. Anna Scher. Oh, well, the Anna Scher, I, I started that when I was 10. Oh, okay. Um, so so I was already doing first. acting classes. That came first. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. normally it's the other way around, isn't it? You start dancing and then get into acting. Yeah, no, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For me, it was, um, they would just happen simultaneously. You know, I was young and I just went like, I, I was, a, you know, I like performing. I like mm. putting on costumes and doing my hair in different ways. And, you know, that, that I, I was just like, Putting on characters, doing silly faces. That's all it was for yeah, me when yeah, I started. Yeah. It was just being silly, really. And then my dad got me into the... Um, well, I did the summer school, actually, when I was uh, 11 years old. Uh, I was in year six. So I was just finishing primary school. And it was that summer between primary school and secondary school. Right. And I did the summer school it. at Anna Share. 
Huh? I can't believe you remember it. Like, I remember, I remember, I remember this well. I, I can remember it so vividly as well because it was the first time that I came across my teacher, which would, which would, which obviously at that time I wouldn't realise would become one of, the, one of the most influencing people in my life, Evelyn Duar. But she was running the summer school that I did at just the age of 11. And they had this, so Anna Cher had this whole thing with the waiting list, right? You could be put on the waiting list from the age of three and you might have to wait for years. Like, oh it would God. take a long time. And I was on the waiting list. My dad had put me on, my parents put me on for when I was a lot younger, but I'd never got a slot. It was so competitive because it was just really top quality, affordable. Mm. It's really cheap, really mm -hmm. accessible. Um, had a sort of, you know, really popular, it was really popular, really well known. And Anna Sharon was a bit of a, and is still is, you know, a living legend. And, um, yeah, I, I, I got in through the summer school. So Evelyn, the teacher, or whoever was teaching the summer school, would select a student or two students from that week to skip the waiting list and go straight into the school based on their their talent, talent um, work ethic, just general niceness and just yeah. ability, whatever. You know, they, 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 they just put whoever they want through. And I was one of those people. So I got oh. in. So I started the community class at, at Anna Cher. And then from then on, I managed to get onto the agency. So I had oh, some experience nice. of audition from a young age, which was obviously really That's good. That's crazy. Um, and I became part of the Anna Cher family, which, you know, has been like the foundation of everything. You still part really. of the family? Yeah, know? I keep in touch with all of them guys. Like, So when I was there, it actually changed. It became the Young Actors Theatre, which equally had a, as much of importance to my, yeah. to my sort of, you know creative I think it's that, that's where I know it from being a young actor it's theater. young actors yeah. theater yeah 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 I had a really good relationship with both people you know I still work at the young actors theater now actually every now and then I teach classes there so uh yeah I got into the agency at the shares and then after many attempts I managed to get into the young professional class which is their sort of the class that gets you know that's like that was just like where everyone you, everyone wanted to be in the young professionals, the YPs. Mm. And you get into the, <laughs> the YPs. YPs. You get you get into the YPs. It's like you get the best auditions. You get two classes a week, okay. and you're you're amongst some just really talented, dedicated, hardworking people. How long were these classes? An hour and a half. And how old nice. were you when you got into the, was it YPs? Yeah, the YPs. I was fifteen, I think, fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So you were 14, like in 14. training. I was fourteen, huh? You were like in training. Yeah. Yeah, that most of, most of what I learned about acting was from Anna Cher. So why drama school then? Because you went on to do drama school. Didn't I went you? on to do drama school. So Anna Cher, the, the 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 main sort of ethos of training was through improvisation, right? Right. So a general structure of an Anna Cher class: you come and you do your body warm up, you do your vocal warm up. Oh body warm up great. was just dancing to music; it was good fun. Vocal warm up was your tongue twisters and all You're the like rest of it. Michael Jackson. And then, <laughs> you know, yeah, well, that, the body warm ups, to be fair, probably actually thinking about it, it was probably a, even an earlier signal that got me, you know, an early thing that got me through into into the whole dance thing. But uh, yeah, that's how the classes were structured. And then after the, your warm up, you would have a um, an exercise where you get a first line. Mm. So the first line might be, um, uh, "What the hell do you think you're doing?" Yeah. Okay. And you and you be in pairs, and then you just create a scene from that first line, and it could go anywhere. Oh, I love um, and <laughs> and that would that be it. You do that, and then after that, you might do bigger groups, or mm -hmm. or you just do that exercise again, but maybe a bit more detail, a bit more of a, a story structure, yeah. something else, something you know, something else thrown in there. And then that would that would be the class, and everyone would get up in groups and perform mm -hmm. their perform their duologues. Another thing we had, which which um, they didn't keep, which I thought was always a big shame, so I thought it was one of the most brilliant things, was the festival of plays. Right. So what they would do is each week a different 
kid would come in with an idea for a show, a play, mm. and then they cast their play, and then throughout the class they bring their other, they bring everyone downstairs, they're, they're, yeah. they're cast, and they rehearse the play. It'd mm. be improvisational, obviously, you're not going to learn yeah, lines yeah, or yeah. write a script in that time, but you, you come up with the scenes, the improv, and then you make the play, and then at the end of the class you come up and you perform. Oh my god. And then two people in the class and a teacher would give constructive feedback and mark the play, right? Out of five, I think, or maybe more. I think it was five. And then the score would add up. And then at the end of term, of all the classes, the plays with the highest score would perform at the Festival of Plays, which was was a collection of all the best plays that was created in the classes. So... Why did they get rid of that? Yeah, that sounds I think it was just... They just changed the structure of teaching, you know? It was just one of those things. When When the changes came in... They brought a lot of good stuff as well, you know, mm, a lot yeah. of new, new changes that were positive. Yeah. A lot more script work, which is one right. area which I hadn't had as much experience in because I've done so much improvisation. Yeah. And mm. as soon as I was given a script, I found it almost restrictive. It was like, yeah. I don't want this. I want to say what I want to say. <laughs> like, and, and, uh, and yeah, that sort of, I guess that, that kind of led me to drama school and one of, was one of the main challenges at drama school, actually. Picking up dense text and being able to dissect text and actually work on text. Mm. something that I'd never was just wasn't used to it was, yeah. it was a new thing for me and also I think Anna Cher encouraged you the kind of training was to to know you to really you know the characters and everything would really just come from yourself like it was an expression of yourself mm. and the whole concept of creating a character building a character mm. wasn't something that we that we were doing a lot of it right. was more about you know how do you just you know play out a scene and yeah and it would be a much more you know, you feel like you were acting, but you were acting as an extension of very much of yourself, as opposed to sort of Yeah, like, building. what would you do in this situation? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There'd be an element of characterisation, but not not to the scale that I experienced mm. when I went to, to drama school. Yeah. But then what's interesting is that you kind of had... I think most actors struggle without the script. Like, mm. you're so used to having it in your hand that when you get rid of it, then you kind of can feel quite, like, exposed. Yeah. But I guess you... I don't know, did, did doing dance and that make you more, like, freed you up a bit more? Um, well, yeah, you're right in that, definitely, I think a lot of actors that I've met anyway get a bit nervous about the idea of improvisation. Yeah. They're a bit like, oh, God, no, I don't, I don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and for me, it's the opposite, yeah. yeah I, love, I love improvisation. If improvisation ever comes up in an audition, I'm just like, yes, thank you. Come yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and, and that's why the, the likes of, you know, there's, there's there are some directors out there working that, that make a lot of their work through improvisation rooms mm-hmm. like Ken Loach and um, there's, there's other Shane Meadows and This Is England a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff mm-hmm. impro- you know a lot, a lot of that stuff's improvised or at least the scripts are developed through improvisation so yeah, you start yeah. with improvisation yeah. and then you then you work your way through that to create the, the dialogue it's just a different way of working you know and I, I like that too mm. the dance stuff was just like another way I just wanted to express myself I just find it so weird that you that. taught yourself Taught myself what? Like dance. No, I didn't teach myself. No. Yeah, but you, you got to take credit for it. Take a bit no. of credit. No, 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 I didn't teach well, myself. Well, Michael Jackson I, you. I, Yeah, Michael Jackson inspired me to, to want to learn and improve. I learned off through training with like-minded people who also wanted to learn. Mm. We would watch a lot of videos together. We'd try and, you know, so you replicate the moves and then come up with your own moves. And yeah. So basically, I a lot of the stuff that I learned through in terms of from a dance perspective was that a place called uh, Finsbury Park. We used to go to King's Crescent Estate. They had a community centre there. And a guy called Warren Crooks, mm-hmm. who was a breaker, he was working at, um, I think it was Highgate School. It was what a mate of mine went 
not nah. It was one of them boys' schools around Hornsey, around mm. Crouch End. I can't remember which one. Anyway, my mate Amari was he was at school there, and they met because he was like a teacher assistant at that school. Right. So I consequently met Warren through Amari, who came down to um, you know the Young Actors Theatre one day just to because me and Amari were doing dance and stuff at the Young Actors Theatre, and then he set up this this dance club at the community centre in King's Crescent Estate, mm. which was like a weekly jam session. So anybody could come. It was free. Mm-hmm. You just come, you play music, and you dance for like three hours. Oh my god! And you I've just, never, and, that would be terrifying. Train, and you train, but there wasn't many of us at the start. There'd be like five of us, and then that would go to eight, and that would go to ten, and then suddenly we had like a twenty people in there, sometimes more, just training, teaching each other, exchanging ideas, oh, making choreography, god, doing doing that, and that was like that was everything for me, man. Like that was every week for years. Right up until I went to drama school, we were doing that every week. You had a really structured like childhood, like. Drama classes, drama class, dance class. Well, yeah, they weren't like. Well, the, the jam session wasn't a class. That was just. Yeah, that was like go. my way of hanging out. Like, well, oh, yeah, well yeah. like on Tuesday, I might just go and hang out with my mates mm-hmm. <laughs> on road, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wednesday, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Kingsford Estate and train and do and do that. Um, and it, uh, yeah, it meant there wasn't much time for homework, so my parents were keeping an eye on me. <laughs> They're like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Because I. Like for me, school was just—I didn't enjoy school Not that much, one. to be honest with you. Like, and I and I kind of regret it now when I think back. I wish I'd made more more use out of school because now I, I love learning, mm. and I look I, and I wish I kind of maybe did a bit more. But for me, it was all about what was going on after school. Mm. I just mm. wanted to get out and do other things, you know. Yeah. So yeah, but no, the dancing, the dancing, it was just it was it just helped me growing up. It was just a way to exp- express myself. Mm. It just it just put me in a happy place basically you know? and and what do you do now like so say like how do you keep that vessel my my words <laughs> my vessel alive because do you you don't go to dance classes do you no so what do you do you just dance on your flat no i've got no energy for it at the moment mate because of this bloody frantic show but no i um no i do i do a bit less dancing now i'll be honest with you and i think you know it doesn't doesn't go away it doesn't yeah. vanish it's mm. always there for me and i'll definitely um well, you know, you never say no. I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna end up doing with it, or, yeah. or or whatever. But you know, and I try not to overthink it. To be honest with you, it was it's something that I enjoy. I know I enjoy it, and it's always there. You know? Do you want it to be part of like all your work? I don't know. I actually don't know. I really, I'm really not sure to, at the moment. To be honest with you, I kind of play it by ear. I, just, you know, you get an urge to create mm-hmm. things. And you can't. I've I, what I've always found is you can't force yourself to create something if you don't want to. Like if I, if I want to make a dance piece about something, then I'll do it. And it and and you did. You did that short film. I yeah, I did that short film. Intro. I was compelled to make a dance film. So so it so was I did so good. It. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. But yeah, so you know, you can't force yourself. And at the moment, my I haven't. It's just I haven't got the sort of appetite for it at the moment. But that doesn't mean I won't. In a few months' time. That's probably because you've come time. off of such like a movement piece show. You kind of like I want something different now. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm enjoying my acting. Do you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. I'm enjoying doing that at the moment. And that's just what I'm what what I'm where my head's at. Mm. But that changes all the time. Like you 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 write poetry, you know, and yeah. you and I think sometimes you just feel like you have to drift into something else. As long as the skills are there, mm. as long as you know you can do it, yeah, then it's um it's available to you. Yeah. And you you know, you feel like you're you're you still have that hunger, then you can just ah oh, fuck it, I just wanna make a dance piece. I wanna make yeah. a dance piece, I'm gonna find the dancers, I'm gonna find the finances, I'm just gonna do it. 
But um, you know, I've got I, I keep an idea log, and many of the ideas are dance pieces. So yeah, yeah, that, they're they're all there. You just got to find the right time, and you got to really want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel so for me? Poetry like fills my my gap in between jobs, so I don't like lose my mind. Yeah. So great. I feel like I'm still being creative, and I'm still making something like that helps to kind of keep me going is dancing is that your version with dance I suppose yeah I suppose and I think you know for a long and for a period there were there were times as through dancing I thought this is actually where I want to go down do I want to dance do I want to make this very much at the center of what I'm doing Mm. and and you you don't you you don't have full control over that decision because you know how the industry works Mm. something will pop up um an opportunity will present itself and then you go ah oh, that sounds that sounds good <laughs> mm, i want to yeah. do that now and yeah. then everything else is done like <laughs> you know and things change quickly things can change quickly mm. so you can have plans you can have ideas but ultimately you just got to see see take it by each day I, you know try not to think too far ahead i, I think but yeah. i don't know i'm still working it out do you know what i mean i don't have all the answers yeah I, i'm not really sure to be honest with you i mean it'd be weird if you had all the answers at 28 that would be weird. It would have had I think all the answers all, ever. I think yeah. if anybody says they have all the answers, you should be very suspicious. <laughs> I, I don't think you should listen to them. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. But you have to do something to keep yourself going, whether yeah. that's poetry, writing, yeah. uh, Stay in the loop reading, doing whatever. It's like being mm. creative isn't just an occupation, it's a lifestyle. It's a it's a way of living, you know what I mean? Like that. You know like that. that. <laughs> like that a lot. Now, okay, going back to the dance, but it's just Go on. Go on. Because you danced from such a young age yeah. and you had that movement background, do you think you find it easier to create physicalities, like in a character? Oh, just like in terms of movement, character. Yeah, like movement is that a massive stuff? thing of like your process as an actor, like even in TV? Because I always wonder, like, that's like a last thing that yeah. I think of and I have to be like, come on, Jen. Like, it's just how would they like move? you. How would come they walk? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wonder yeah. if that's like the first thing you think of. Um, it, it, I think it, <laughs> like any character or any challenge you get it varies it depends mm. on the particular role okay. and it depends on the particular character where you start from if you start with the physical life or if you start from you know other other aspects it, it, it really depends on that particular challenge it definitely helps in terms of having a you know a sense of your your body and your you know I know a lot of a lot of drama schools traditionally would have done dance I think it's becoming less popular now okay. but they would have put dance into the um we had to do like old teaching. school dance like the jive salsa yeah. well I know so for example <laughs> right like drama center is a well-known drama school for having a very particular way of training they do ballet don't they well it was founded by a ballet dancer oh. Yak Malgren was a ballet dancer right okay so that makes sense that, so and 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 their, their whole niche style of training is around movement psychology. It's about understanding, it is about the physical life of the character and understanding the way a character moves and how that implicates the, the way they behave and yeah. all yeah. sorts of... I didn't go to drama centre, so I don't know the, the depths of it, mm. but my dad did and many of my Wait, friends Wait, hold did. on, back... Your dad was Rewind. an actor. Yeah, well, he still is. He's got it all there, but he, he doesn't practice it as I much now. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't do yeah, enough yeah. research before... <laughs> Google didn't tell me that. <laughs> Google don't know everything. You know. Wait, so how long was your dad in that time? I, I need to know. Well, about he was this. he was he was he was acting throughout my childhood, and um, so yeah. you know about that lifestyle from a young age. Uh, 
Absolutely, yeah. It was. I was living. That's I was living. You were living it. Yeah, my dad was. Um, and your dad steered you in. Not steered you. Didn't go. You're going to be an actor, but like well, he encouraged you. Well, he you. did, but no, he didn't. <laughs> I'm joking. But he definitely no. He gave me a good few nudges in that direction when I was young. Um, God. For sure. Yeah. For and your sure. sister's an artist. That makes so much more sense. Like, my sister. My sister's studying art at uni. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about your mum? My mum's a teacher. Well, we're a retired school teacher. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish, mate. Uh, no, my mum's a. Um, my mum's a retired primary school teacher. Nice. Um. So yeah. No. He's he um he would you know tell me all sorts of stories from his days at the old the old drama center and so all about um, the lifestyle all about the ups downs the gap and he still oh, told God, you yeah. i do it well this and is it like, it comes up this. a lot and everyone <laughs> says like god why did you encourage your boy to get into yeah. and you knew everything but he's What's um his answer? What, does he huh? what does he say about it yeah oh he just he's he loves it he's proud you know what i mean he yeah. just wants to he, he's and he was always he was always really positive like he he's an he's an idealist and he you know, he's he's got mm. that kind of belief. He's not afraid. Like yeah. he went for it. Okay, it's it had its ups and its downs, and it was tough at times. But it, he still feels like it enriched his life mm. in ways that, you know, maybe no other occupation could. And he was, but he found it himself. He was compelled to do it. Yeah, I was helped by him in terms of finding it initially. Yeah, but I think even still, you have to find it yourself. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, you just won't survive in it. Oh, my sister, she also went to Anisha or the Young Actors Theatre. She you know, didn't enjoy it. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't for her, but it was it was for me. So yeah, that's madness. I, I never knew that. <laughs> what was your dad doing? He. Oh, Where would I know him from? <laughs> I hate that question. Oh, I knew yeah, him. that all comes up a lot in it. Oh god, yeah. no, he he did a lot of theatre. So he was at the national. Oh, um, oh shit. He was at the national and he did yeah a lot of theatre work. Would he ever do something with you now? Up. That'd be so oh, cool. How would that be acting with your dad? Well, yeah, if I have to find myself in a position where I can hook him up, obviously I will. Yeah, would you? Maybe would you want him to play your dad? Hook me up. Huh? Would you want him to play your dad? Not my, no, not play my dad. He can play like, I don't he know. He can like, play like, you can demand he can him. Play like, he can play like, you know, the evil sort of gangster leader or something and I'll be his like, accomplice or something. I don't know. I would watch that. Should we write this? Should we do Let's it? Let's do it right now. Okay. Pause the podcast. <laughs> it's like a yeah, dance. We'll do an interpretive dance of it. Yeah, no. I'm a Possibly great dancer. Possibly story, kind of like. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> what was that laugh? <laughs> that was like such a forced laugh. No, but yeah, back to your question about does it help and the dance thing, yes, I think it does. But then also they are very different they are very different forms. They're very they're, they're, the process is completely different. Like mm. dance and choreography, generally not not always, but generally is kind of the choreographer will have a very strong idea of what they want and they'll teach it, and the dancers sort of replicate that. Whereas I think as an actor, you're required to come up with a lot more yourself. You you have you have to mm. you have to do a lot. It the process is just very different. Is that know? what it's like in when you were doing the unreturning? Do you, what happens first? Does the movement come first, or well, in the un, in the unreturning specifically, it was we the way the the rehearsals were structured is that in the morning we do the physical work and in the afternoon we do some of the text work. But did you like make? Did you like? Was it collaborative or was it like? It was completely collaborative. So Frantic Assembly yeah. are not a dance company and they don't consider themselves a dance company. Mm. They're they're Sorry, Frantic. <laughs> they, they, they won't <laughs> mind. They're like a it, it's physical. Excuse me, it's physical theatre. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. So it is very different, and the devising process is at the heart of what the way Frantic make work. Mm. Right. In fact, the company name Frantic Assembly, you know, kind of it's about assembling things pretty frantic. Like they, they, they don't, they, they have oh, a yeah. lot. They, they, they set themselves really 
you know, almost impossible challenges. And then what, what they're left with is what they're left with, really. And it's usually good. So, yeah. It's the, 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 yeah, the devising process is very collaborative and it's very task-based. It's not, it's not like, okay, we're going to make a piece about um, George Hollins, my character, getting exploded um, by shells and flying out mm. of doors and windows I mean, and stuff. Like, we're amazing. not going to do that. Instead, we're no, going to play a game where you have to lift this person from the ground up into the air and then land them somewhere. And that mm. would be the task. So you're not trying to create a piece with some broader meaning or some broader anything. You're just trying to create a selection of moves as part of a sequence. And that was it. it and it makes great. it very simple. It, it makes it simple. It takes the pressure off. It means that you're not thinking, God, we have to do this. We need to, to make that. it like this. We need yeah. to make it like this. We need to make it look amazing. No. All we have to do is lift this person up and put them down. And then once you've done that, you go, okay. Let's do it differently. How can we, yeah. Um, or how can we link this move to that move? Mm. And can we transfer the weight so the other person's now lifted? And, yeah. You know, you, it's like, it's just a, it's a building block process. And then mm. what you get left with is a piece of choreography. And then you can make amendments and you can adapt. A masterpiece. They never go in with a set choreography, or very rarely, not during our process anyway, they come in with a set of moves and teach them to you, and then everybody replicates those moves. Yeah. Almost never. In fact, I've never I've never done that with them before. Does it mean it takes longer, though? Well, you think it would take longer, but actually it doesn't take long at all. Really? No, because the, the moves are often very simple, mm. and because you're you're creating it in that very simplistic way, you find that you remember them really easily. They yeah. just sit into your head. Yeah. They just sit into your head. And because it's often about the transfer of weight, and you know, you're, you're kind of doing it together. Yeah. And also it's very rarely synced to music in the way maybe traditional dance choreography yeah. is you don't have to hit this step at this point this step yeah because that that's point. the bit that i just i can't like like i have no rhythm. no the like, the, the music and all the other stuff will <laughs> well this is where it's not dance you see dance yeah. is often got more of a um you know like a found like certain dance styles will have a foundation set of moves and you have to hit this point of this yeah. position and all the rest of it and it's not that at all it's in fact one of the great challenges i found working with frantic assembly initially was to make my movement less dance like and they were trying to stop me from being dancery about the way i was moving and actually just strip that away and be more pedestrian more oh. human was that hard yeah because it's very tempting to make things look pretty yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i mean like when you're getting lifted or when you're getting moved it's like the temptation is to go i'm gonna make this look really Point nice <laughs> and it's like yeah exactly it's like well nah scrap that mm. just just keep the kind of you know the truth and the hu human aspect of that you're not dancing you're still because they work with actors it's, yeah. it's acting it's acting yeah, it's movement so for true. actors it's not dance it's very different but um but obviously was, yeah. it helped because yeah. i was thinking oh because you've got a dance background, that would help. That's why with yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, does, it does. It does help. Happens. No, it does. It definitely, it definitely helps. But it just, you know, it's just like they just needed to work with me a bit. You know, like you just yeah. need to hone it in. You just need Ooh. to like address it, and you just need to work with it. But of course, that that awareness of your body and the and all of that will, will, will you know really really help. But all the other guys, you know, Joe, who who I play opposite with who plays um frankie has i don't think he's got any dance background whatsoever oh, but you wouldn't know no, from the way he well, moves in the show because he moves with such um you know all of confidence. you are just so aware of your body it's like, oh, it's, it's great yeah, yeah. It's and that's and that's what that ignition program did for all of us i think is one of the great sort of you know yeah. strengths of it it's only a week long as well that program but in a week you create a show and the show's like what fifty minutes long, I think. So when I, when we talk about things taking a long time, nah, Whoa. these guys do sh they work their shit quick. 
<laughs> it's quick. That is mental. And right up until the last day, you're going through the moves and you're learning little bits of text and you're it's doing stressful. this and doing that. And then it is stressful, but because the, the leaders in the room are the likes of Neil Bells, who directed The Unreturning, or Scott mm. Graham, and at that time, Stephen Hoggett, who was also there. These guys are like... And they'll help. They, they'll hate me for saying this, but they're like they're geniuses. Like they're mm-hmm. they're genuinely like I I look up to them so much, mm. and I trust them. Like you when you're in the room with these with these kind of people, you can just it's like the most amazing thing. You just trust them. You just get on with. You just do what you're told. and yeah. Know that you're in good hands. They're gonna make sure that you're going in the right direction. But you're ready. It's the best for you, man. Good directors. They're the best. Oh well, I'm gonna end this section with just asking you. Our question. Oh, God. Do you think your skill as a dancer defines your career? <laughs> so much professional. You're <laughs> <laughs> the way she delivers it. Perhaps. Um, so, yeah, to summarise, uh, no. I okay, don't, great. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, no, I don't think it does. Don't think it does, mate. Uh, no. I don't think, no. listening, I never knew that you didn't come from like training as a dancer. I had no formal training, so I, I can't mental. do ballet, jazz, none of that, tap, none of that. Um, I would like discussion. to, actually, I would like to, but it was very much an organic thing, yeah. I learned a lot of the hip-hop dance styles, because that's what I was mainly into, mm. street dance, but um, none of the traditional, the club, traditional that's what he starts so. passing out, those moves. so good. Ah. Try and copy when I'm drunk, but... Jen just does, like, one jab hand, like, that's hand all that happened. But yeah, in a, do you know what, actually... Does it define your career? It probably does a little bit in terms of the way people perceive you and the way people look at you and they think, okay, he's a dancer. Yeah. Um, that that can also have negative connotations from an acting point of view. Mm. But so t- okay, take Benjamin Zephaniah. He's like a bit of a, a hero of mine, right? I think yeah. he's a legend. And he he does everything, right? He makes music. He writes poetry. He's written novels. Mm. He's written plays. If anyone watches Peaky Blinders, they'll know that he even does a, a bit of acting, right? And I think, to end this question, <laughs> I'll, I'll finish with what he said. I think it was an interview he was having with Laura Carner. And oh, Laura Carner was talking about wanting to write a play. And Benjamin was basically just like, look, if you want to write a play, you will write a play. Like, mm. you'll do and create whatever you want to create. And it goes back to that thing of saying, at the end of the day, you just got to do what feels like, what feels right and organic at that time. You can't force yourself to do or not do something. Mm. If you want to do it, you're going to do it. And um, if it means waiting a little bit to have that sort of hunger, then then fine. But I would I would always try and not allow specific skill sets to define my career. So it probably does, but it shouldn't. Nice, bloody hell! I liked that. We'll be wrap it all up in a nice little nutshell. Great nutshell. questions for Mr. Jared Garfield. So, Jared. Okay, yes. I want to know. Question time. Question time. <laughs> I want to know what your worst or most embarrassing audition, performance, something that's happened to you in this industry. Well, this is an easy one for me. Oh. There is, there is one standout experience <laughs> which which stands above all other experiences as being the most embarrassing humiliating and worst oh my god I'm so excited and, it was, and you know what it was the timing as well it was awful so okay picture this right okay I'm, I'm in my third year drama school I've just got an agent okay and this, is, this is a beautiful day this is a great moment for me okay? lovely and I get Feeling my first I get my first audition through my agent my first one and, uh, <laughs> 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 he's laughing he's, he's 
face. His face is just changing. Listen, I was so close to just giving it all up, mate. Oh, oh no. No, I wasn't genuinely, but it, that's how it felt. Anyway, so I get my first audition for it. I won't say what it's for, but it was for a musical, okay? Now, I was about to ask you as well if you've ever auditioned for a musical. I, I, I have auditioned for a few, actually, and I've, got, I've gotten into it a bit more now. Oh, well, okay. But back, back then, I had almost no confidence singing. Since then, I've developed a bit more confidence. I've done lessons and whatnot. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to the story. I get this audition for a musical, right? And I'm too, I'm too nervous to tell my audition that I don't want to do it. Tell my, sorry, tell my casting director that I don't want to audition for it because it's a musical. Because so I've just got this agent I don't want to be turning down auditions. Yeah, yeah, and like it was that. actually a really good project. And I thought, you know, there are musical musicals and then there are actor musicals. Yeah. It was more of an actor musical. Okay. So I was like, okay, I can probably, I can probably you know, do this. It'll be fine. So um, I get given the sides and I'm told to prepare two pop songs or two like popular music songs okay. to prepare for this this so music you didn't day. get given any then you get given songs to prepare just right. got given some some text and got asked to prepare some songs two oh, songs. is that when you've got to put like a track on at a party and you're so scared like to put the wrong one on yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well <laughs> no it's, it's worse than that it's worse <laughs> oh, than no. that see i'm actually a good party dj like i'm the go-to yeah, I, can imagine. I usually yeah cassie's nice yeah cassie's yeah nice. yeah so um so anyway I get so I get there. I'm nervous for you and it's not even. I know. Do you know what? Telling this story, man. I'm actually. I think I'm trembling a bit. But I um I go into the audition now. Okay, so okay. I go in and I've prepared my two songs and I've learned the, the lines as best to my ability. Mm. And I go in and there's a panel of about six people. So there's the director, what? there's the casting director, there's the musical director, there's the di- musicals. There's about ten million creatives, right? Then there's a pianist. And I'm like, why is there, the I'm, I'm, I'm like, why is there a penis? Okay, there's a penis in the room. <laughs> and and the penis is like, um, do you have your sheet music? Oh no. I'm like, what? I was gonna do it acapella, mate. And it's like, obviously now I've been in the game for a few years since drama school. I know you bring sheet music to a musical audition, but back then I didn't, I didn't know. I wouldn't have known. So I'm like, no, 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 I don't have, I don't have any sheet music. I've just prepared the song. Mm. And the penis is looking at me like. Are you a dickhead? Um, and he's like, you don't have sheet music. I'm like, uh, um, no. And and then the guys in the panel's like, it's fine, it's fine. So, what? Are you just gonna sing a cappella? No, no. I was like, let me just leave. I was like, I didn't, I didn't see it like that. I just prepared the songs. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know having a backing music music thing was gonna be an option. But yes, if you put it, yes, a cappella. So he's like, okay, okay. So they're all sitting there, and I'm standing there, and they're all looking at me, and I start singing, right. Mm. And I don't have a great singing voice anyway. And I'm singing, and I'm literally quivering as I'm Wait, singing. what song are you singing? I need to know. Oh, God. It's Stupid Things by Robert Thicke. How it's, does it go, girls? Give us I'm a song. I'm not going to sing it now. This is way too much for me. I'm, not, I'm still not over it enough yeah. to, be, to start singing it now. That will come later. Okay, then what happens? But, um, and then I forgot the words. No. Because I've got so nervous. So I forgot. And, <laughs> then, and, then, and then I paused for a minute, and they, the, the director was, was about to say, it's fine, you can start again. And just as he was, just as he was saying it, I just started singing oh. again. <laughs> so I just started singing again. Oh and then I carried on. And then I carried on. And then I carried on. And then I just forgot again. And then I said, do you know what? I'm just going to leave it. I just don't think this is right. And then, to be fair, the director kind of smiled. And he was like, it's fine, Jared. No worries. Thank you. I walked out. And I walked outside and I called my agent and I was like, I'm never going up for a musical again. It was absolutely traumatised. No, I, I didn't get a recall. I didn't get the job. 
obviously. Oh, my, what did your angel say? <laughs> she no, was trying to, she it. was lovely. She was just trying to calm me down. She was like, it's fine, don't oh, worry, that's good. Like, it's all good. But I was just, that, that was my first audition with my agent. With her, oh. And I was like, this ain't going to drop me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not cut for this, man. Mm. This is not, I was like, I just don't think I can go out for musicals. And it was a really, really good theatre cast. Oh, you need to well. tell me. Have you met, have you met them since? Like, I have actually. Did you, oh, did you, for, did you remember, for a musical. Do you remember that time? <laughs> I met them recently you? for a musical, which, um, which actually went really well. Did I he did remember it. or she remember? She, no, she didn't. And I wasn't going to remind her either. So, oh, that would um, be hilarious. She might have remembered. She didn't mention it, so I, I didn't. I, I didn't say, "Oh, hey, we met for that audition that those years ago." I remember when I um, sang my capella? <laughs> if you, if you get a call so back, ever with her, you need to say, "My first audition was with you." And yeah, I'll, I'll tell her that once I get when, she, when, when she books me. Yeah, yeah. no, not 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 as just small talk. <laughs> I uh, can tremble on stage yeah. and run out. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being like, "No, you know what? I'm just going to leave it." You know, I was like, you know, I was like, "Do you know what? I just don't think this is this is a working." I'm shit and it's fine. <laughs> Let me leave. I'll close the door on my way out. Christ. It was painful, man. Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay. It's all right, man. I'm that still here. That's a great story. I'm still here. You still survived. You're in the industry. <laughs> right, more positive. What is your proudest accomplishment? Mm. Oh, God. Can this, this can be related to the industry or not? Uh, oh, really? Well, Do you know yeah. I'm going to make it industry-based. <laughs> well, I've got, got I passed my maths PCSE, <laughs> mate. I'm, I'm so proud of myself for that. I'll let you have that. <laughs> yeah, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. My my proudest achievement, or at least one of them, anyway. Is it, yeah. So when me and Lanray, um, I should also actually say Lanray, me and Lanray formed Protocol Dance Company together. Yes, we we sorry. founded it together and um, and uh, ended it together. Yeah. So he's um, and he's still making dance choreography. He's also an actor. Anyway, when we when we founded it together, we did it off the back of watching Breaking Convention, which is a hip hop dance festival outside as well. And we were so excited by the festival and so excited by what we saw. We thought we wanted to make our own movement. And the ambition was always to perform at Breaking Convention. And we did. Aww. We did in 2000. I think we did, I think the first time, we did actually twice. The first time, well, three times. I only did it twice. So the first time was in 2011, I believe, a piece that Lanry choreographed called Antibody. But the proudest achievement was when we went back. We did it a couple of years later. And we did a piece called Manhood, mm. which we created... Um, ourselves, we developed actually with John Z D at Sadler's Wells at, at Breaking Convention as part of one of their development programs called Open Art Surgery, and it started as like an eight piece, an eight minute piece, sorry, and then we developed it from there to a twenty minute piece, and we performed in the second half. So at Breaking Convention they have an interval, and the second half they usually have the bigger pieces, right? And we performed in the second half on the Sadler's Wells stage this piece Manhood, which we'd made, um, and that was. And, you know, it went down so well. Mm. And going off stage after that, it was just one of the most incredible. I remember it vividly. And that piece did really well. We did. We went to Barcelona. We won a competition in Barcelona wow. with that piece. And it's not it's not a closed book by any, any stretch. You can see, I've watched it on YouTube. To. You can have a look at... Yeah, I'm there's sure a clip can. of it. Yeah. There's a clip of it on YouTube. Just in case anyone um, wants manhood. to see Yeah, there's a clip about. of it. Um, Protocol Manhood at Breaking Convention. There's a, a segment. But it was part of a twenty-minute piece that we made. So you still—it's not. You said it wasn't closed. No, I'd like to. It's. It's. Look, it's the foundation of a of a of an idea is there. Yeah. And it's there, and yeah, it's not going to go away. And should, should an opportunity arise to develop and look at it again, Landray's a busy guy. I'm a busy guy, but hopefully we can. Yeah. We, you know, there will be a time in the future we can we can relook at that because it, it was there was something really special there. You know. 
Oh, that was a proud. That was a proud thing. Yeah. That was a, a really proud lovely day. one. Yeah. Okay. What do you feel like you have yet to achieve? What do you want to? Have you got a goal? It can um, be this year. It can be. Actually, okay. There's a, well, there's, there's there's a couple immediate ones. There's okay. I've got a long reading list. I'm like on a mission to read more. So growing up, I didn't read much at all because I was too busy dancing. <laughs> just being, you know, being a kid. Being that guy. Yeah, I just rebelled from reading. I don't know, where I, I, you know, I should have done more. But I'm, I'm doing a lot more reading now. I'm just learning, just general learning. I just think it's, you know, when 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 there's not much going on in between jobs, it's something that, you know, you can do yourself. Mm. You just fill your head with knowledge. You know, just read, 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 read. So I'm doing a lot more reading. But I started a film script last year. Oh. And I want to finish yeah. that. So, and it's, it's actually, you know, it's it's an idea that I've had for some time. And I just want to finish a, a project. Do you know what I mean? Mm, you know when you like yeah. you start something and it's so easy to just walk away from it because you get bored of it or you lose hope in it and all the well, rest of it. It's normally at the hardest point so, as well. The point between yeah. like it going from just something to greatness is that point where you just want to give up. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, there you go. Exactly. So I'm, I, I, I put it aside for a while because of this frantic assembly job that I'm doing. But this is nearly finished. So once I get back, should nothing pop up. I'll probably, probably walk back into that. And I, I want to get that done this year. That's if, I, if I can do a, do a draft, then I can start the real work, which is obviously redraft. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you what it's about, but not, I know you probably know. Um, what uh, you'll, you'll, <laughs> if it's any good, you'll know because you'll be able to watch it. Yes, we'll <laughs> see when it's out. Yeah, I hope, hope so. But no, uh, um, yeah. When, well, when I finish it and I've got a good enough draft, I'll, I'll send it to you, and you can tell me. You need, you need a table Dude. read. We'll, we'll be yeah. on the table read. I'm, <laughs> I'm the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Holler at me. So yeah, you can tell me what you think. Yeah, just remember who your mates are. No. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Should we play a game? Oh, is this the tea coffee? Yeah, we're gonna play a game. Do you want a coffee? Or oh, tea, darling. It is time for coffee or tea, which is our one-minute game where you go up against the clock to say. Your answers to our questions, <laughs> basically. It's like the longest explanation. You ready with the questions? Oh. I got it. So, oh, I'm right. ready it's with the timer. It's got to be one word answer. Like, no, just the first yeah. one that comes to your head. No oh. hesitations, no um, and no oh, us. Just whoop. <laughs> I'm scared. Go ahead. Right. Are you ready? Yep, yep, yep. I'm ready on the clock. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Texting or talking? Texting. Favourite day of the week? <laughs> Friday. Nickname your parents used to call you? Quickly. I don't have a nickname. Who um, would I used to call you? Oh, you in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> My parents didn't give me a nickname. Okay, okay. Uh, last song you downloaded. <laughs> last song I downloaded? Yeah. Um, Lokana Otolengi. Oh, yes. Okay. Would you no ever idea. be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? <gasps> every language in the world. No. Oh. Favourite holiday? Favourite holiday? Um, Sri Lanka. Uh, nice. How long does it take you to get ready? Oh, like 10 minutes. No, it doesn't. Okay, scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? 10. Oh. Being 10 being the best, right? How attractive would you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, 6.5. Rate yourself higher, bro. 7. Okay, there we go, 7.5. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Cool. Well, we're going to end the show with always our realisation of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so who wants to go first with their realisation of the week? I realise the importance of having clean windows. <laughs> Very quick. No, it makes a big difference. No, I've got to show you something. I, I've got to show you something. What's you clean your windows with? Um, a sponge. No, you're doing it all wrong. I will show you in a second when we finish this. It, you can get these two cloths and you only use water. You don't use chemicals. And one of them's a wet cloth. I'll literally show you on my windows because they need a clean because I cleaned them the other day. I'll show you they're amazing. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Wow. So like clean windows, windows. let's more light. Yeah, give me that. Maybe, maybe maybe my windows are not clean enough. Maybe they need another clean with your special device. And only water. But it, it does make a big difference, you know. Why? The light, the light gets in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, light. And, you know, I didn't realise how dirty they were until... I, I was just cleaning <laughs> other stuff. I was cleaning... I've had a couple of days off, you know. I've just been cleaning other stuff. And then I saw the windows. I was like... I'll give those a go. They look a bit murky. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever cleaned my windows since moving yeah, into the place. It's been about a year. Yeah, So I just gave them a good clean. And then suddenly, it was like the whole room changed. It was like the light just came in. Mm. It felt nice and bright. Yeah. It just felt nice. Positivity. But then I could also see a lot of dust. You know how when the light reflects, you can oh, catch yeah. dust as well. And then you got the windows. So, so, so OCD uh, comes out, it's like hoovering the air. Just oh. giving me more work now. But no, clean your windows, man. It's it makes a hell of a difference. Well, there you go. There yeah. you go. Can I ask on top of that? I can't because clean windows do make a massive difference in your life. Um, do you clean windows? <laughs> what? <clears throat> so next question. Listen, <laughs> acting industry is tough out here. Mate. Do you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever, whatever pays. <laughs> <laughs> So my realization of the week is that um, I went back some. I went back to a place I used to live, and um, I realized that it's not actually the place that you miss; it's the people, and it's the people that really make a job kind of worthwhile. It's people that really like, I don't know, add to. Like you know, when you're working, you're traveling, traveling all over the place, and you often don't go back to a city or whatever that you're filming in until. Yeah, you really have to. And um, I went back up there and it was like, I don't actually miss this place. And then when I went and saw the people, I was like, oh, this is what I miss. Yeah. So I think people really make, you know, they make a journey. Yeah, that was deep. It always ends up being deep with me. And now I'm literally going to just like kill the scene and say that I need to stop being obsessed with serial killers. That is actually what you do. Is that your realisation? Yeah, because that's all I watch. I fall asleep to it and then I wake up in the middle of the night and there's like a a murderous body on my screen. It's a thing now. I feel like they're everywhere, these murderers. They're like glamorised, aren't they? Yeah. But I'm I'm not one of those people that like so I've just watched the Ted Bundy thing and like everyone's like, Oh he's so handsome. I don't think he's handsome. Oh, is this Zach Efron's playing him in a film? Is he's that... playing him in the film, but this is the documentary. documentary. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. But I just think like what a massive waste of life. I'm not there like Oh my god, Ted Bundy's fit. He's not. He's very mundane, very normal Out of looking. 10. Out of ten, I'd say he's like a six. <laughs> I can't even fucking rate in a serial killer. <laughs> a this six is why I need to stop. No. Please. What what would you say? Fucking 0.5. Yes, but I'm talking about looks. I'm not talking about what he did. I'm talking about looks. Nah. Oh, just I don't read that. That's why people on the word. Okay, anyway. Jared, <laughs> give us, leave us on a positive note. What is your affirmation? <laughs> what is your affirmation of the week? Oh, affirmation of the week. Um, is your toe touching my toe? <laughs> oh, I hate I hate feet and her toe was touching my toe. It's a fourth so. realisation. <laughs> <laughs> you lot, uh, aff- <sighs> <laughs> affirmation. Uh, okay, affirmation of the week. I got one. It's um, it's 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 uh, it comes back to the you know the sort of you know turning your negative experiences into a positive, I guess. And it's an Oscar Wilde quote, and it's that every experience is a good one. Um. So you know you you turn you know but you you experience rough times, rough things happen, and all the rest of it, but. It's still experience, and that's mm. it's all part of the journey. So every experience is a good one. So don't be afraid of experiencing some shit, man. It's all good. Oh, I love I that. Like that. That's a really nice after the toe touching serial killer <laughs> clean windows. That was a really nice way to end it. Yeah, every experience is a good one. Jared, where can we find you on social media? Oh, I'm I'm on Twitter and Instagram. You could add a bit more enthusiastic. Yeah, about it, yeah. Well, I, I don't use them that much anymore. I, I'm just like. Oh. 
Maybe. Do you know what? Do you know what? I like. I, I don't tweet that much, but I spend way too much time just aimlessly scrolling mm. on Twitter. Do you not get that? Yeah, I just, all the time. Like, and then my eyes start hurting. So that's the reason I don't sound too enthusiastic. I'm trying to use them less. But yeah, on Twitter. What What's is my it? Twitter? I can't remember. It's at oh at Jared Garfield, which is my name, obviously, <laughs> and uh, the number one at Jared Garfield one. She and then I think one. Instagram is my name at Jared Garfield. So you can you can find me on those two. But again, Instagram like I don't. I, I very rarely post. I wouldn't advise you to follow me on Instagram. So don't, so I, I, I'm, don't follow I'm, I'm, I'm a bit boring on Instagram. But you can follow our Instagram, which is follow theirs. In between oh, stages. Oh no! Do follow in between station. I followed you. Your station. In between stages. Jeez, I don't know what podcast. It's a podcast station. Oh shit! Right. <laughs> follow in between stages though, because they're yeah. actually going to post stuff. So on Instagram. Much more worth yes, and on Twitter at in between stage because we couldn't have the bloody s. Too many letters. But Cass, we don't care. Where can we follow you? You can follow me at Cassius Nelson on Instagram and Cassius underscore Nelson on Twitter because I was trying to be extra. Jen's also extra in her uh, Instagram name. How many N's does it have? Three. There we go. Jennifer Brooke, but three N's on both Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for listening, guys. Make yes. sure you rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Jared, are you going to subscribe? Yeah, obviously. I was about to say, if you said no, that'd be really horrible. <laughs> Cut that bit and hurry up. Great, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week, and in the meantime, have, have a good, good week in between. We okay, it. we said the same words. Okay, well bye. Done. Thanks, Jared. Say bye. Ciao for now. <laughs> <laughs>